Okay, the clock is started. Thank you very much. Now we start the show. Okay. And now we start the show. Hey there, this is country rocker. This is Susie Corey wishing you a very special Father's Day while I'm listening to the David Bowers Awards. And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Thank you very much, John Bon Jovial, and a very happy Father's Day to you and to all the fathers out there listening around the world. A wonderful Father's Day to each of you and to those of you who are missed the original broadcast and are listening after Father's Day. Shame on you. Let's be on time next time. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what do you think this is? Instant replay? <laughs> Hey, listen, we're really happy to have you here with us. We're happy to be here. We've got another show with more great music, more great indie artists. And the first artist coming up right now goes by the name of Tia McGrath. And she's going to do a thing called Go Your Own Way. This is not this is not a cover copy of Fleetwood Mac. This is her own song. Here she is, Tia McGrath, and Go Your Own Way.
and Go Your Own Way. Chart-topping, award-winning Canadian singer-songwriter. Her first single in three years. It's a positive message of self-esteem. Matter of fact, it won a Posey Award, a catchy melody, and of course, Tia's incredible vocals. I'm sure that you caught that part of it. She's a positive, inspirational singer-songwriter, also a gifted children's author, and along with her life and musical partner, Tommy Parham, they're referred to as a modern-day Johnny and June. Also, she will be performing at the Woodstock Folk Festival outside Chicago in July, if you happen to be in the area. And speaking of music festivals, our uh, lovely lady who introduced the show today, Susie Corey, also a Canadian singer-songwriter, and she has her own Love Revolution Country Music Festival, July 16th in Kazan, Ontario. You can follow Susie and get all the information on her festival at suzycorey.com, as well as on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, all the usual places. Get a lineup, schedule, and everything else. We thank Susie Corey for introducing our show today. We also thank Titty Bingo, our house band, for our theme music, Texas Rock and Roll from Titty Bingo. You can find them online at tittybingo.com. And we also want to salute our friends at Rochester Free Radio, including Steve Litvak's Rock and Roll Rumble Show, which follows the David Bowers Awards on Rochester Free Radio Saturdays at noon, and Armand Spins on WRFZ FM 106.3, Rochester Free Radio, right after Steve Litvak's Rock and Roll Rumble Show. John Bon Jovial, how are you doing this week? Well, you know, I'm getting over the whole COVID thing, the uh, cough. This is the one that is just driving me absolutely nuts, is this lingering cough, which my doctor was pleasant enough to inform me is going to last for another three or four months, to which I said, gosh, thank you very something much. Yeah, I can't see what, what something is because this is a family radio show, after all. Right. <laughs> uh, but doing a lot better. Uh, both my wife and I, we came down with it. We pretty much got knocked on our butts for a couple of weeks, but everything is doing a whole lot better now. We count our blessings because there's people out there that have it a lot worse than we got it, even though it was no fun for us. At least we didn't end up in the hospital. We didn't end up with a tube stuck down our throat so we could breathe. So there amen is that. that. Yeah, Absolutely. Amen to that. Uh, but we are suffering through, uh, yeah, we're suffering through this this amazing heat wave right now that so much of the country uh, is suffering through. Yes, and we have uh, instead of it, you know, yeah, but instead of uh, the normal high temperature here in uh, southwest Florida for this time of year, is normally somewhere around 88, 89 degrees. And we are looking at temperatures now of like 94 with a feels like temperature of 107. So this can end. I'll be very happy when this goes away and we get back to our normally obnoxious weather, not this ultra-obnoxious weather. I can agree with you there. We're 5 to 10 degrees above normal. We've already hit this week. We got our first heat warnings uh, and heat alerts for temperatures in excess of 111 degrees. So we're a little bit ahead of schedule. It's a hot one no matter what month it is. And uh, we yep. all just hang on for Hang on for some better weather to our folks around the country who are suffering from this heat. Hang in there. Do the best you can and know 
that there are better days coming. John Bon Jovial, tell the folks about our friends at Anchor FM and what they've done. Anchor FM is something that is extraordinarily cool because they make it possible for you to be able to listen to an episode of the David Bowers Awards, which, of course, is always a wonderful thing. But if you are taken with the artists that we play, if you are taken with some of the ideas that we put forth, Anchor FM has a link at the end of every one of our episodes that you can click on that enables you to make a donation. And, you know, it could be $5, it could be $100, whatever you want to do. And it goes toward the furtherment and the betterment of the indie artist industry, which is something that is woefully underfunded these days. It helps us out here at the David Bowers Awards because it enables us to be a catalyst for good music, not necessarily the famous musicians, which of course are all very good, but we've got people, for example, uh, our next interview, uh, Tom Tika, a fabulous musician, and he's from Finland. Uh, Tia McGrath that we just played. We're going to be talking to Wild Horse later. We've talked to Susie Corey and so many other independent artists that have not been able to get the kind of recognition that is due to them because of the fact that they just don't have the inroads with the big record labels. And this enables them to survive and to be able to promote their music and to get the word out about this incredible music that we play here at the David Bowers Awards. So on Anchor FM, after you're done listening to this episode, if you can find it in your heart to make even a small donation, click on that link. We'd really be grateful if you would do that. David Babson. Absolutely right, John Bon Jovial. Thank you very much. We have, as John just told you, our first guest, Mr. Tom Tika from Finland, and uh, we're going to bring him right on now. Here he is with a tune called I'm Done With Blues.
Tommy Tika. He's done with blues, but he's here to talk with us now. Tommy, come on in and say hello. Hey, how's it going? Going well. Great to have you back on the show. And uh, I, I understand that you had to... You had some kind of a spring there in Finland. I'm glad you survived. I hear it was kind of chilly. Yeah, it was awful. It was it was uh, it was very cold, windy, rainy, and just um, reminded me more of the more more the fall than than spring. But we we live through it, and summer's here now. So well, that's that's, a good, that's the good news. That's the good news, and uh, sounds like it uh, it was an excellent time to be stuck inside the studio making an album. Yeah, indeed, it was. <laughs> We have Better Man. I get the impression, just from the title, not to mention the tracks, but just from the title, that there might be a little bit of a theme or background to the album. Yeah, there is. Um, some of those songs, uh, once again, they, they've been floating around for for a long time. And uh, when, it, when it came time to put another album together, um, I realized that uh, there were quite a few songs that would have fit well on, on, on to, to a lot of the singer-songwriter albums uh, from the 60s and 70s. And that was the music that my parents listened to. And uh, the music that, that I grew up with, even though it wasn't really my era. And I thought it'd be great to make an album that sounded like that era. And with a modern twist, obviously. So I collected... 10 tracks or 11 tracks um, the song Better Man which the album we, we named the album uh, Better Man because of the song but then the song didn't make the cut we couldn't finish it in time but but the label still wanted to call the album Better Man that's hence the name but anyway um, I collected all the songs that sounded faithful enough to the era and then we started mixing a lot of them were recorded already because maybe four or five um, were written for different projects for movies and films and they then made the album i think we can all relate to what you're saying because obviously we all grew up listening to our parents music and uh, i think it's really neat that you decided to take that experience and mold it into an album of your music from your era i don't know tommy do you have any children i have six boys ah well your, (laughs) your boys have an instant heritage Right there, you've got uh, you've covered two generations for them in one album, and I think I think that is really special. John Bon Jovi will jump in here. Yeah, all Tommy. Right. First of all, welcome back to the show. It's uh, it's great to have you uh, do a reprise with us. But you touched on something that is, I think you partially answered my question about growing up with your parents' music and trying to do an homage to the music of the '60s or '70s. Who were your favorite artists of your parents that you liked? And in what way, shape, or form do you think that they've had an influence on your music and your writing style? Now, I know that from the last time you were on, played music of a of a genre. Call it your genre. Uh, but how have these outside influences uh, affected you? Call it a muse, call it something that you want to stand by because it's a style that you believe in. But I guess probably what I want to know, and I think what our audience wants to know, is how are you influenced by these outside sources to get where you are today? Well, you know, it's kind of, it's an easy question and a very difficult question to answer because um, sometimes I'd be thinking about a band um, and I'd write a song and then I'd play 
explain to my eldest son who, who loves music and I say, that doesn't this sound a bit like the Beatles? And he laughs and says, it doesn't sound like the Beatles at all. It sounds like the Stones. And in my head, the influences might be very clear, but then when somebody's listening to them, the way the song transcends, it be maybe a little bit different. But um, I'd like to think that uh, harmonies, especially, because the music from the late 60s and early 70s and, well, throughout the 70s, um, before the disco era, which I don't particularly like, you know, harmonies were very important for bands like the Eagles, and, and uh, my dad was really, really, really big on uh, the Beach Boys. I mean, that was uh, that was a staple. We, you know, and not just the surf era, which is the usually the what people listen to, but um, mm. but luckily he had those albums from Pet Sounds onwards up until Holland, which is the golden era of the Beach Boys, and so I think you know all of that influenced a great deal in terms of how I uh, develop harmonies, vocal harmonies. And in terms of in terms of the structure of the songs, I you know I'd like to I'd like to think that I've been able to pick up a few things from John and Paul. But like I said, you know, lots of times I people listen to my stuff and and I say that doesn't just sound like something and they say, no, it actually sounds like this and that. And <laughs> I every once in a while I read reviews of my albums and um, journalists connect these tunes with bands that I hadn't, haven't even heard of, like the Kennedys. I never knew that they even existed. And then, then I read like a review where they said that a couple of songs sound like the Kennedys. It's a great band. You know, it's kind of cool for me because then I can go on Spotify and then discover new groups. But right. in terms of influence, it had nothing to do with what's going on. Let me ask you at this point what you're saying there about how People will get their own impression of who it reminds them of. What does what does this do to you? Does it inspire you? Uh, does it disappoint you? What what feeling do you have when that happens? I love it. You know, I, I, I'm not sure if it inspires me. It certainly doesn't disappoint me. I think it's just yeah, it's a great thing. Uh, it's a great reminder of the fact that everybody hears music differently, and and this is the reason why hits are so hard to come by. You know, because you can write something and, and you think it's a surefire hit. Exactly. And then, <laughs> you know, nothing happens. And then, then you write a song like uh, like Doormat, which was on the previous album, and I, I didn't really think it had a chance, and it went to number one on iTunes. And so uh, it, I think that, you know, it, it's just sort of, it's a very humbling feeling because you, you do realize that, the way you hear things is uh, ultimately or can ultimately be very different from how other people perceive your stuff. Sure. sure. Yeah, the uh, the point that you just made about writing a song you think is going to be a surefire hit because in your mind, you're hearing this thing and it's like, oh my God, this thing is amazing. I'm going to be Don McLean and just write one song about the day the music died and I'll be set for life. Uh, but there's a big difference between writing music that is going to be a commercial smash or intended to be a commercial smash and isn't. And then music that maybe you're writing for your own head that is creative genius, but in your mind has no commercial potential, but it could. And, and you know, the example that I can think of is a very successful band that you just mentioned a few minutes ago, the Beach Boys. Everybody raved on and on and on about Pet Sounds, which, not to take anything away from it, it is a creation of pure genius. But they did yeah. another record that stiffed 
that to me personally was one of the best things the Beach Boys ever did, and that was a, an album called Surf's Up. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. It, it's, it's a it's beautiful amazing. record. It, it's an amazing record, but commercially it was a massive failure. So how do you determine in your mind what you're writing? Are you ready to accept the fact that in your mind you may think it's the greatest thing since sliced bread? But it could be a failure, or vice versa. Well, nowadays I am. You know, it, it's. I think that I've learned because I've I've been in the business for, for really for twenty five years, and I and I think that um, in the beginning it was very difficult to accept if your records didn't sell or if if one of your singles didn't become a hit, and so you you have to also when when you're going through that first phase, which in my case was sort of huge record labels. They they might be paying for everything, but at the same time they want results. So it, it's not just disappointment from from artistic point of view. At that point, it's also you're kind of scared of the fact that what's going to happen if my records don't sell? Are they going to drop us? And and so it, to begin with, for me, it was a combination of all of that. Obviously, an artistic disappointment when some song that I had written didn't be, didn't make it in, into the charts. But also at the same time, you'd be asking, you know, what's going to happen next? Will there be another single? But nowadays, I love the idea that my songs are going to do well on iTunes or wherever you have the charts these days. But at the same time, when I'm writing and, and when I'm recording, I don't want to bother with that too much because if, if, if I start bothering with that too much, then, then I'm going to get too anxious. You know, it'll, it'll be, I'll overdo it somehow. I'm reaching for something that ultimately then perhaps isn't, especially at this point um, anymore, so extremely important. What's more important, I think, that if I release a song, and I'll, even if it's a small group of people who nod their heads to what I'm doing, then I'm, I'm on cloud nine. I look at it from a different perspective. I, I'm trying to communicate these feelings that I have through music, and, and hopefully the feelings will resonate with, with, with the crowd. Whether it's small or big, it really doesn't matter. But if, if, if I can touch at least, you know, a few people and develop or be able to obtain some sort of an audience that then root me on and, and, and there's an audience that I record for, then, you know, that's really all I want. And you've obviously done it very well. I mean, you've come from being, well, from being just a songwriter to being a songwriter for a professional organization, the Sony BMG Warner Music Band, Carmen Gray, for example. You've written for a lot of projects, and now now you're doing it for Tommy Tika himself. And before we let you go, we always give you a chance to tell the folks how to follow you, how to stay with you, and, of course, how to get your music. Well, the best way to you know keep track of my comings and goings is to go to www.tomtika.com. It'll have everything. It'll have links and pictures and the bio and, and music videos. It's a good place to start. And um, the music's out on all streaming platforms, um, Spotify, iTunes. It's everywhere. You know, in, in terms of uh, people who haven't listened to my stuff, uh, I think that uh, if there are some folks out there who like the Rolling Stones, the Beatles, Melodic Rock, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, um, the Eagles, um, Paul McCartney and the Wings, um, maybe the Go-Betweens and R.E.M., uh, there's a good chance that uh, you might like what I'm doing. You know? There's a lot to like, and having heard your music in the past, looking forward to hearing more of it, I can vouch for the fact that you do pretty much 
have a singular sound and there's enough of the variance in it that I think almost anyone that's into today's rock pop music is going to find something that they like. Last thing, tell us about the Holy Grail, the track we're going to play next. Well, that was one of the first songs that uh, that I wrote for the album. And I wrote it after I had watched The Exorcist. Not the not the not the movie from the seventies, mind you, but the the remake that they made it. They made that into a series, and I was watching the series, and and it was actually pretty scary. So, so you know, I started writing a song because uh, I, as I was watching the Exorcist, I, I felt like you know, demonic possession is is a little bit like falling in love, where, where you let the other people get into your head. <laughs> And for I don't know why it was sort of 2 a.m. right, <laughs> and I'm watching The Exorcist and I'm thinking, you know, it's a little bit like falling in love. That you know, before you find the person that then you ultimately marry, perhaps or at least fall in love with, you have certain routine, and you can notice this of guys. You know, they meet girls and all of a sudden they're going to the opera or to the ballet, and and it's kind of like the other person getting a hold of you. And so the Holy Grail of Truth uh, really just developed uh, from there. This idea that, you know, the first great phase of being in love where you're not even sure where one ends and the other one begins and just kind of become one. That's really what the song is about. I think the Holy Grail came from The Exorcist and, and really sounded great in the title. And I wish I could say that it, it carries a more significant meaning. But but I mean, it, it seemed to fit well. I liked, liked it as a song title. And I thought, you know, having a great title for a song is halfway getting there. So. You get that right. right. And I think you brought up a very, very interesting point that in many ways the, the two are uh, kind of comparable Falling in Love and The Exorcist. I mean, there there is a <laughs> there is a progression there, and there's a lot of people out there in the world who would agree with you. Tom, thank you so much for joining us again. We'll look forward to next time. The album is Better Man, and here is The Holy Grail.
The Holy Grail. What a song. That's got a kind of a powerful song. Speaking of powerful, we've got some powerful friends from the UK. This is truly an international show today. We've had a young lady from Canada. We've had Tom Ticka from Finland. And now we're going to have Wild Horse from the UK. And here they are with a brand new track called Confidence.
wild horse. That's confidence, and I have confidence that Jack is going to come in here and sit and chat with us for a little while. Jack, are you with us? I am with you. Hello. Fantastic. Thank you. How are you doing over there? I'm doing very well, thanks. How are you doing? Doing well, and so glad to have you back here with us. It's been a while. We've been looking forward to some new music from you, and you haven't disappointed. You guys have a way of reaching across the lines and pushing your own boundaries and coming up with new sounds. You have really blown the lid off it with this thing. This this confidence uh, track is really intriguing. You've got a uh, almost a, a minor, it's almost a dissonant harmony sound in it. How did you come up with this sound? Well, thank you so much for the, the kind words. I mean, yeah, we, we really do try and um, push our own boundaries as much as possible. And uh, I think that's, um, in a sense, musically what confidence is all about, really. Um, I think it just came from a guitarist I was messing around with um, one day, just sitting around, playing around on my guitar, and I came up with that opening riff. Oh, that's cool. Um, and then I just started in my head just singing the yeah, yeah, yeah hook bit. And um, then I was like, yeah, this is almost like a like a hip-hop thing. And I decided to go down that route. And um, I put like a little bit of a rappy twang on the lyrics, and yeah, it just came together very quickly. Actually, that one, it was just a, it was just like a general vibe, and I went down that route, and yeah, it, it came together quite quick. I did neglect to mention that when I was talking about your your uh, minor sounds and your dissonant harmony, I did neglect to mention the fact that you did scratch the surface of some hip hop too. It's an interesting amalgam, John Bon Jovial. I know you're aching to jump in here. Well, yeah. Hey, Jack. Welcome back to the show. It really is good to have you back with us again. My observation of this song, Confidence, uh, I'm confident that you're going to do well with it. I, I know, it's a stupid joke, but I, I seriously <laughs> am very, uh, you know, my, my confidence level on this thing is very high that, that it will go places. The thing I like about it is, yeah, the obvious hip-hop influence that's in there. But I also like the fact that you've got some R&B in it, some old school R&B. You've got uh, you've got some rockabilly in there, and uh, just a very very minor hint of some country. And uh, it's a weird combination that's hard to pull off. But you've done it, my friend. And uh, by the way, just to add one more thing before I start talking about the song. Uh, as your countrymen like to say, we are absolutely chuffed to bits to have you back on the show with us. <laughs> thank you, John. Thank you so much for having me back on. I'm also chuffed to bits to be back on. And yeah, uh, thank you for all your kind words. I mean, with confidence in basically any other song we do, we always try and wear our influences on our sleeves. And we have, as a band, a lot of musical influences, whether that be R&B or hip hop or country or rockabilly or anything like that. So yeah, it's not surprising to us as a band that those influences come out because it's really a part of us musically all of those sounds so yeah but what is interesting is that you're able to pull all of these parts together and put them all in one song and pull it off which you did and that's amazing well thank you so much i, I think it's because we don't really try to do that i i think it's more of just like a natural thing Mm-hmm. in the sense that we're able to fill it off. Um, because I feel like if we tried too hard to try and put certain influences in there, it wouldn't work. So it, it really it just came naturally. You know, it's almost like you're incorporating, I don't know if I'm describing this right, 
you're incorporating like the seedy underbelly of uh, rhythm and blues and country from the Nashville scene. And if you know anything about the Nashville scene of music, yes, they're famous for their country. They're famous for their blues. But there is definitely a an underbelly, if you will, a seedy underbelly. And I think that you've managed to grab that and not in such a blatant fashion where, you know, mothers are going to protect their daughters from you, but in such a way that it is going to attract attention and really get people listening because, oh, this is different. Oh, I like this. Yeah. Subtle. It's subtle, but it's there. Uh, one of your guys is having a birthday. We want to wish Stephen a happy birthday today. Oh, thank you so much. He will appreciate that. I'll let him know that you, uh, that you wish him a happy birthday. He'll definitely and appreciate so, that. Thank you, guys. Yo, you're so welcome. And uh, this is an occasion not only of some new music, but you've got some new, uh, well, some new connections, I understand. You're working with a new, uh, a new indie record label over there. Yeah, that's right. We, um, we just signed a record deal with a label in London called The Animal Farm Records. And, um, yeah, they've been really great so far. Um, we're actually releasing our first new song with Lem on Friday, the 17th of June. So, yeah, this Friday, called the song's called Joyride. And, um, yeah, we think if you like confidence, we think you'll, you'll end up liking Joyride. It's, uh, it's a little bit more funky, but, yeah, we, we're really excited to get it out into the world. So, yeah, we're very busy right now. We're always working on new stuff, and, uh, yeah, we're excited for the future with this uh, label. There, they've been great. Wonderful, and I, I noticed their lineup. And maybe we can, uh, maybe we'll get a chance to work with uh, with the Animal Farm Music and get some of their other artists on the show. I will mention also for our listeners' sake that we are chuffed to bits and excited about the fact that we get to preview Joyride right here. And as you mentioned, that's coming up the 17th, and this show. We'll air the weekend of the 18th and 19th, so it will be released by then. But uh, we're very glad that you chose us as one of the first few to actually get to play the record on the air and online. We'll be closing this segment with that. Now, what have you guys been doing besides working on new music? Are you uh, back to playing live dates yet? Oh, yeah. We've, we've been playing lots and lots of shows. Um, to be honest, ever since the COVID rules relaxed in England, which is probably around summer last year we've just been gigging non-stop um and we've had a really really good shows we've um been working very very hard on our stage show and uh we're building up some some sort of a following around around our parts in england so yeah we it's looking very very good and um we're just traveling up and down the country playing as many shows as we can keeping ourselves busy well, that's a good thing the fact that you're not only back to playing but you're playing a lot of dates i know i've seen some of your dates pop up online. Uh, of course, I have never had the privilege of going over there and seeing the towns. I don't know one venue from another. I don't know which ones are the really hot ones and which ones are just, well, okay, we'll play there. But uh, I, I noticed that you are doing the dates, and that's a great thing. The fact that you're building up more of a following, that's what it's all about, building up that following and then keeping them once you get them, of course. John. You're talking about doing live gigs, and have you gotten to a point yet where you're uh, doing some of these gigs uh, outside of small venues, maybe slightly larger, uh, with uh, maybe multi-hundreds or multi-thousand people yet? We're doing, so yeah, we've stepped up uh, to doing 
a few multi-hundred uh, size venues. We did one recently at a venue called The Forum in Tumbridge Wells. Um, it's, it's a very well-known venue. Um, Oasis have played there. The, um, loads of people have played there. Um, we had a really good show there to about 400 to 500 people. So, yeah, we're, we're, we haven't reached the thousands yet, but we're, we're working our way up there. We're definitely stepping up the, the capacity of our venues, which is really fun, really fun. Well, I sure wish you guys would make the jump across the ocean and come on over here because, you know, David's in the Phoenix metro and I'm in uh, the southwest Florida metro, and we would just dearly, dearly love to see you guys do a show over on this side of the Atlantic. It would be wonderful if you can pull that off and arrange it. Yeah, I mean it's it's interesting because we've been we've been thinking about this because um we've been gaining we've noticed um I mean in no small part to the support of you guys, so thank you so much. We've been gaining um quite a few fans out over your side of the pond. So um yeah, we've been thinking maybe it is getting to the time where we need to head on over there. Um so yeah, hopefully very soon we'll be out there because that would be a, a dream come to, uh, a dream come true to play America and yeah, what would really it should be what would really good. be neat is if you guys if you guys could hook on with another act over here and maybe you know co-headline or even open for one of the uh, one mm-hmm. of the acts over here and that way you get a tour built in so you're not just coming over here for one or two gigs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would that would be ideal. That's what we're looking at doing. Um, we're working on something behind the scenes right now, and we think our label, the Animal Farms Music, will be able to help us with that. Um, so yeah, there's some stuff that's being planned, and hopefully it should be coming into fruition um, within the next year or so. So yeah, we will be over there at some point because it, yeah, we, we need to. It's, it's been far too long, and uh, yeah, we will be ready and waiting. Over. We will be ready well, and be waiting for tickets. you. Well, we'll <laughs> be there. <laughs> Trust uh, me, we'll, we'll certainly be there. <laughs> and we'll be willing. We'll be here doing everything we can to help you promote it and get the word out to the people over here to come and see uh, one of our one of our favorite bands. And uh, matter of fact, our longtime favorite uh, uh, British band. Uh, you've been the uh, you were the original British band on this show. So uh, you got a you got a special place in our Hall of Fame here at the David Bowers Awards. What else you got on the agenda? Now we we snuck in and found out about this semi-secret plan you're working on. What else are you guys working on? Well, where to start? We're working on a lot of things. So um, Joyride's coming out on Friday, as I said, and then we've already got the next track recorded that's coming out a bit later on in the year. Um, So as soon as Joyride is out, we'll be working on finalizing the release plans for that. Um, And then we'll be heading back into the studio to record two more tracks for later on in the year. Um, and throughout all of that, we're just going to keep gigging and gigging, and we'll be doing a few uh, music videos, a few lyric videos, uh, lots of things, lots of things. Very busy time for Wild Horse, but it never really isn't a busy time for Wild Horse. But yeah, That's a good thing. Going. That's yeah, a good thing. Now, now, is there any plans to put these tracks that you're working on now together down the road in an album? Um, we're thinking about it because we just released an album last year and right. at the moment we're trying to just build up a little bit of momentum by releasing singles. Uh, but ultimately the plan is to eventually do another album or an EP or something because yeah, we, we just love making an album and I don't think we can go 
too long without putting another album out, to be honest. So there will be something coming eventually down the line. Absolutely. Well, you be sure will and you keep be, us... Uh, issuing... Oh, I'm sorry, Dave. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, be sure and keep us on your notepad uh, for follow-up so that you keep in touch and let us know what's going on. Because we'd like to maybe, you know, get an album coming out. we have you come back and maybe share a couple of tracks of that. Go ahead, John. No, I just wanted to know if, in addition to releasing the music digitally, will you be releasing it on physical media, um, vinyl, CDs, that kind of thing? For singles? It's just not financially viable to do that. But for albums, yeah, we'll be having CDs. That's what I'm more thinking of. Yeah, that's what I'm more thinking of is, you know, a long play album, an LP or a CD that might have, you know, 15 songs on it. Uh, Just wondering if there were uh, plans in the wind to have that done. Um, I think. With the plans of that, we would love to do it. We'd lo- absolutely love to put an album on vinyl. And I think the plan is to basically wait and see what the demand is like. Because at the moment, um, it's interesting because the music industry is actually seeing a rise in demand for vinyl. So it's, yes. we're keeping a close eye on it because we would absolutely love to do it. It's just depending on whether the demand is there. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. There is a there is a growing trend in the revival of vinyl which is a mouthful in itself. And there also seems to be a trend uh, uh, suddenly going back to double albums now. Uh, there are a lot, of, uh, a lot of artists coming out with double albums, which in many cases, as you're doing, is a compendium of a bunch of releases that they have released over the last year or more and put them all into one big album, which I think is a great thing. I know it was one of my bugs when I was a kid and I started buying record albums. And I was, used to complain that, you know, okay, there's one or two hits on there, and the rest of it is filler material. And uh, you're, what they're doing now is you're releasing a bunch of previously released singles all in one album, which I think is a great thing with maybe, you know, one or two new tracks that are previously unreleased, as they say in the business. Before we run out of time, want to give you, as we always do, a chance to tell the folks where they can find you online, how they can follow you, contact you, and get your music. Um, our music is on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, Google Play. You can get our CDs on Amazon. Um, and, yeah, so if you just search Wild Force on any of those uh, platforms, you'll find us. Our social media, so our Instagram is at Wild Horse UK, and that's the same as our Facebook. Our Twitter is at Wild Horse Rock UK, and our website is www.wildhorse-rockbanduk.com and everything you can find from our website. And, yeah, that's everything for social media. Fantastic. And we wish you and your mates a all the best in the world. We hope this thing takes off, and we really look forward to seeing you over here as soon as possible. Again, our birthday wishes to Stephen. All the best to all of you guys. And uh, give our regards to our friends at uh, Animal Farm Music. We'll be watching for more from them as well. Ladies and gentlemen, they go by the name of Wild Horse. You just heard how to find them online. Now here, their latest release, released Friday, June 17th. It's called Joyride. She said it was the first time Being taken for a joyride She said I made her feel right Ooh. 
the maturation of this band over the nine years that we've known these guys. Exactly, yes. It is incredible to listen to their music. This last piece that we just played, Joyride, is so smooth and so polished. There is no way that any program director worth his salt on one of these silly terrestrial radio stations uh, to ignore this song. It's just that good. They are, and you're absolutely right. One of the biggest joys of doing this show, aside from, you know, vicariously actually meeting these people, is to follow their track after they're on the show, watch them mature, listen to their music, and just see where they take it. And uh, these guys are going to take it a long way. wouldn't be surprised to see them over here in the States very soon. Keep that name on your, uh, on your list there on the calendar or whatever. Wild Horse from the UK. You're going to be hearing a lot more from them. I know that for sure. Right now, not much more from us because John Bon Jovial, it's time to take us home. Another great hour. Thank you folks for being with us once again. We are so grateful for your attendance every week. We really, really are. And we'll look forward to seeing you right here on the David Bowers Awards next week, which, by the way, just happens to be broadcast around the world from the studios of Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida, and of course from the Valley of the Sun in Tempe, Arizona, and is available for free 
on most of the major streaming services. On Anchor FM, we spoke about them a little earlier in the show. You can help the David Bowers Awards support indie artists and music by clicking the link at the end of this episode and making a donation. We'd really appreciate it. Be sure to follow the David Bowers Awards and join us next week for another episode of TDBA Saturday on WRFZ FM 106.3 in the Rochester, New York area, otherwise known as Rochester Free Radio. And you can hear us at noon Eastern and on Blog Talk Radio Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific and 6 p.m. UTC. So until next week, for the David Bowers and all the other radio moronicas here at the Broadcasting Ranch, I am yours truly, the lovably legendary John Bon Jovial, saying love your neighbor, take care of yourself. We'll see you next week right here on the David Bowers Awards. <laughs>